Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey, and it just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of your loss. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of the book Widowed and of The Widow Coach. I'm also a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and the personal journey back to who you are begin. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is episode 80. Well, you know, when I started this podcast, it would have just boggled my mind to think that I could do 80 episodes. That means there's only 20 left to episode number 100. 100. I'm going to have to think of something really special for that episode. I don't know. I'll have to see what I can cook up. I would love to get my original mentor on here with me. How cool would that be? No promises. She's busy. (laughs) So this is episode 80, class five. I want to touch on some of the things I teach in the widow coaches class for um, the widow coach certification in class five. And it's really all about asking yourself a better question. Actually, class five for the class is about coaching questions. Uh, But today I want to talk to you all about how to ask yourself a better question. You know, the best type of life coaching, it helps the client change whatever it is they want to change permanently. So instead of treating the symptom, a great coach tracks down the cause of the symptom and finds a way to cure the source right? So rather than if I had a client that came to me and said, I can't seem to advance my career, I can't be making a better paycheck. I wouldn't tell them, well, try doing this, try doing that, interact with your boss this way, because that's like putting a bandaid on it. The real problem for them is going to be exactly how they're thinking about it. And what they're thinking right now that has them being stagnant in their career. That's the difference between treating the actual cause to permanently make a change for them or just trying to fix something in the short term. To help change behavior, first you have to understand the why of it. Okay, you would have to understand why they are experiencing what they're experiencing right now so that you can really get down to the cause and make a permanent change. Tracking down the why is done by asking great questions. We learn a lot more about this in Widow Coach Certification, like secret ninja coaching questions. (laughs) I'm kidding. I have some ninja questions you can be asking yourself or even helping another widow to look at. You see, we ask ourselves questions all day long. We do. And usually there's like a primary question that our brain falls back on all the time. We may ask ourselves questions like, why can't I get through that? Why can't I finish anything? My question, why can't I lose weight? right? Why do I always fail? 
Why is my life so hard? If you take a moment right now, see if you can identify questions you ask yourself on a regular basis. And you probably have like one main common question that you're asking yourself all the time. You know, like some, for some people, it's as simple as like, why am I so stupid? Right? They do something, it doesn't work out, and they're like, ah, why am I so stupid? And they ask themselves that without even thinking about what they're saying to themselves. You may even have a main question about your spouse passing that you want to evaluate. You know, there's a common question for widows. How can I possibly look forward to life without him? Right? Or for a widower, how can I look forward to my life without her? How can I live my life? This is a question I hear over and over and over again from the widows I've worked with. Our brains are like the most amazing, powerful computer on the planet. I'm not kidding you. Even like the most powerful computers being used by NASA, by government agencies, by the air traffic controllers, our brain far exceeds those computers, all of them. And just like computers, our brain processes only the data we give it. Remember the old programming phrase? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I was around to remember this, where it was just, hey, garbage in, garbage out. If your programming is garbage, you put in the computer, you're only going to get garbage results back out of the computer. The computer is only as good as you can program it. Our brain is the same way. Our brain is only as good as the programming we're putting into our brain. Brains are like amazing, lightning speed. They're creating machines. So you really want to watch the questions that you're programming into your brain so that you can ask better questions. Because if you ask your brain, why can't I finish anything? Your brain immediately starts discovering all the answers for that question. And it'll tell you all the reasons that could possibly exist in your life that would keep you from being able to finish anything, right? And none of it's good. When you ask a question like that, none of it's good. When you think to yourself, why am I so stupid? Oh my gosh, can you imagine what your brain tells you? Well, you're stupid because like you don't come from good stock. Your mom didn't make good decisions, so you don't make good decisions. That's why you're so stupid. You're so stupid because you don't pay close enough attention. You're so stupid because you don't take enough time to think about it. You're so stupid. This is your brain just goes to work. <laughs> it gives you all these reasons why you're so stupid. Like we need more evidence in our life of something like that. But that's exactly what happens when you ask your brain a negative question. It's going to find answers and it's going to look out into your life around you and find evidence to back it all up so that it reinforces that question in your brain. Like, why am I so stupid? It begins to reinforce your own belief that you have some level of stupidity. It's crazy, right? Instead of asking your brain something like, why can't I finish anything? If you ask, 
How can I get started on this and see it through to the end? See what a different question that is? And your brain goes right to work. It'll tell you how you can get started on it and see it through to the end. Well, if you do this, well, if you list out all the steps, let's put them in on our calendar where we can get each step done. Your brain goes right to work and it starts to solve the problem for you. It's a computer. It's like a giant calculator. It's a problem-solving machine. So you want to ask the highest quality of questions of your brain as possible. And if you can identify a question that you tend to ask yourself all the time and figure out how to turn that around into a more positive question that will get you the kind of answers that you want, and then consciously start asking that question, start switching your mind over to it, like wake up in the morning and make that your first thought, right? I ask questions like, how can I be an example of what is possible? I've asked questions like, how can I get the housework done and have fun at the same time, right? I could get this kitchen cleaned up, wipe down counters, mop floors, but I want to make it fun. It just feels like such drudgery. My brain immediately solved that for me. Now, anytime I go into the kitchen, I put on some loud music first, <laughs> right? I start dancing and singing with it, and I get my whole kitchen cleaned up, and I have a ball. I discovered that painting, repainting rooms in a new house I had bought. My daughter was little then. We were going to paint together. And she was like really dragging, like, oh, mommy's going to make me help, you know, <laughs> that kind of attitude. And I'm looking at what seemed like just this Herculean task of repainting all these rooms in our new house. And um, we had a boom box with us. And I thought, you know what? I put it onto the radio part and I found a station playing classical music. Like, da 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 dun da 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 dun And I put it on loud. And we started painting with the classical music. And it was hilarious. And it was fun. And to this day, my daughter, who's a grown woman, if she's going to paint something herself, she puts on classical music. Because she knows that in no time at all that room will be painted if there's a little Beethoven blurring in the background, right? So your brain can solve all these things. You can even ask, what can I do to laugh a lot today? Yeah, I woke up feeling pretty glum, but what could I do to, to have a chance to just laugh today? And your brain is going to start giving you solutions. It's going to tell you how. How can I make today better than yesterday? How can I make my future more exciting so I want to get, get up in the morning? These are the questions you want to ask your brain. Your brain goes right to work and will solve it for you. A common reply when I ask questions of clients is, I don't know. I don't know. So many times when you ask yourself or another widow a question, the mind will come back with, I don't know. And it seems like such an innocent little thought. 
And we have all sorts of evidence that this is the truth. Like, really, I just, I don't know. But in reality, this is a showstopper. This is like you just turned the button off on your computer. You just yanked the plug out of the wall. When you tell yourself, I don't know, or I'm confused, or I can't make a decision, you're blocking yourself from your own wisdom. I think often it's our brain trying to say, this is too emotional to try to process and look at right now. So to protect you, your brain is just like, it, it locks up. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. But sometimes even, I don't know is your brain's way of just going, I don't want to do the work right now to think about this. It's just easier to think, I don't know. I don't want to dig that deep. <laughs> don't let your brain get away with that. That's like your brain wants to be a little lazy. Right? Open up your mind. Know that even if it's something you don't know the exact answer to immediately. Saying I don't know is going to block that answer from coming. When you catch yourself thinking I don't know or this is I'm confused. Just think to yourself, no, I'm learning. I'm figuring it out. I'm going to figure it out. Because then you figure it out. See, I can't make a decision. We really have a problem with that as widows. We do. It's hard to make decisions right after you first leave your, lose your spouse. And I think that has a lot to do with decision fatigue. There's so many decisions to make. And it used to be that there were two of you to make decisions. So you only had to make half the decisions, really. You could lean on your other half a little. And now all the decisions are yours to make. Being undecided about something is the most uncomfortable place to be. And I tell this, I tell this to every potential student that comes to me, wants to find out more about the class and can't decide. And I tell them, oh, look, set a deadline for yourself. I don't care if they say yes or no to the class. I'm good either way. But if they leave themselves in limbo, I know how awful that feels. And I know as soon as they decide one way or the other, they're going to feel great. If they decide, no, this is not for me, then they just drop it and go on with their life and decide what the next thing is. If they decide, yes, I'm in, I'm going to do this thing, then they feel excited. I get them set up. We jump up and down. Yay. <laughs> but they're no longer in that limbo place where I don't know if I can do this and I, should, I really want to do this, but maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, all that back and forth is just staying in a fog. So don't stay undecided. Don't let your brain say, I don't know about things. And this is not just for widows. I mean, everybody falls to, I don't know. I don't know. Like my brain doesn't want to figure it out. The first time I was asked in, um, oh gosh, it was years ago when I used to go to Weight Watchers and I offered up, I said, listen, I don't have a problem at meal times. I just have a problem with eating in the evening. For some reason in the evening, I just want to snack and snack and snack. And she said, well, why do you do that? And I said, I don't know. 
<laughs> and as soon as I said it, I thought, this has got to be a cop-out. I must know why I do this, but I really have no idea what drives me to walk into the kitchen in the evening and get something more to eat after dinner when I'm not even hungry, right? My brain just wanted to do, I don't know, I don't know. And it was blocking me from figuring it out and knowing the solution for that. And when I stopped saying, I don't know, and said, you know what, I'm going to figure this out, I'm learning, then I was able to begin to figure that out in my own behavior. You know, most of us don't take responsibility for what we think. We don't direct our minds. We never think to direct our minds. We don't know to, right? It's not that we don't deliberately direct our minds. We were never told that we could. So we don't deliberately control our thought patterns or choose what we want our brains to focus on. Most of us are living in a default mode, right? If you're living through default, it means you're just letting your brain go wild and you're not taking responsibility for your feelings. And if you're doing that, it's really powerful for you to ask yourself, Questions like, what am I thinking? What am I thinking right now? That's the most amazing thing. And I consider it a gift from the great creator, whoever you, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe, this is the gift, the divine gift we were given is that we can ask ourselves, what am I thinking? And we can take a look at our own thoughts. We're the only animal that does that. I don't think dogs sit around thinking about what they think. <laughs> I don't think so. To do this, you'll want to do a thought download to uncover some of the thoughts in your mind. And that way you can take a closer look at what you've been thinking. And that's just a matter of digging deep and getting it all out on paper. Right, I've talked about thought downloads before on this podcast. You can take out a pad of paper. At the top, you could even write how you're feeling or whatever it is that's a trigger to get you to start writing down your thoughts. Like I'm feeling bad right now because, and just start writing down all your thoughts. Then once you've had a look at those thoughts, you can ask yourself other questions about them. One that I like this is actually a Byron Katie thing. And I think it's so powerful, even though there are not true faults, true thoughts or untrue thoughts. All your thoughts are true, really, because it's what you're telling yourself. And as soon as you think it, you make it be true. But I think it is so powerful if you look at one of your thoughts that is very upsetting to you and you ask yourself, is this really true? Like, do I absolutely know this is true? So many times I ask myself that question and I look at it and I go, oh my gosh, I don't know that that's true. It could maybe not be true. It makes me start questioning that thought. You can also ask yourself, why am I choosing to think this? Why am I choosing to tell myself this sentence? And when you ask yourself, why am I choosing to think this? You realize it gives you full responsibility over that thought. Reminds you, every thought is a choice. You're not a bad person for thinking an ugly thought. Don't think that. It's not for you to beat yourself up with. 
but it's empowering to know that you get to choose what thoughts you want to think, what thoughts you want to give weight to, and maybe what thoughts you don't want to keep reinforcing in your mind. Okay, that's a level of self-awareness that can change things for you. You can ask yourself, what thought is causing the way I feel right now? Because feelings can be signals. Okay, they tell us it's time to ask ourselves, what am I thinking? If you feel terrible about something, ask yourself what you're thinking that's creating that terrible feeling. What's the thought causing that feeling? It's another way into your mind and another way of getting to know yourself to discover what's going on with you. This is powerful stuff. Other great questions you can ask yourself. These are questions I love. You can ask yourself, what's funny about this? One of my favorite questions is, what is perfect about this right now? And I, sometimes I will stop myself to say, what is perfect about this right now? Knock down a jar of pickles in the grocery store. They smash all over the floor in aisle 13 and you're the cause. And you really want to be upset. But you can also ask yourself, what is perfect about this? Usually the real question is, what's funny about this? That I just broke a jar of pickles. But for some reason, it makes me laugh if I look down at it and ask myself, okay, what's perfect about this in this moment? And then I just start laughing. It's like, oh God, what could be perfect about making a mess in aisle 13, right? You can ask yourself questions like, what can I learn from this? Um, how can I make this be more fun? What's a solution to this problem? Right? You can even ask yourself, what is the good news? Like, what's the gift in this thing? And sometimes I ask myself, what feels most like love? When I'm trying to resolve a situation that maybe I'm going to have some animosity about, that I'm going to have some resentment about, then I could also ask myself, okay, what feels most like love? How can I come at this from a place of love? And it takes me to a really good place to begin problem solving for myself. So that's what I have to offer you today. Start looking at the questions that you ask your beautiful, beautiful brain to calculate for you and figure out how to couch them into a better question so that your brain can actually begin offering you solutions. Your brain will solve for anything. It's the most amazing device that we are given. So stop treasuring your iPad so much. Start treasuring your brain. <laughs> That's pretty good. I just made that up. Listen, if you want to learn more about the Widow Coaches class, go to widowcoaches.com. And you can put in your name and email address and you'll get an email back that tells you where you can go answer a little questionnaire and we can get together and um, you can find out more about this. And I can get to know you and see if you're a good candidate for the class. We'd love it. Meanwhile, get out there and find some joy in your life. There must be joy every day. I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>